hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome to Jesus.com podcast, KOFC Kadosh. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my
now. Let's welcome the pastor of this dynamic service, Pastor Kwesi Abedu. Amen. You are here and you've, you've misplaced something very valuable. Somebody gave it to you to keep or hold or something and you lost it. Come and let me pray for you. Something very valuable. Money, phone, something. Something valuable. Somebody gave it to you to keep and you lost it. Come and let me pray for you. I won't wait. If you are coming, come. All right. He loves us. Father, according to your word, we restore in the name of Jesus. I restore in the name of Jesus. I restore in the name of Jesus. May they testify for your glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Right, you may be seated. Clap for them. Before I preach, I want to read a testimony. Do you like testimonies? Somebody sent me a very interesting testimony. She said, it was a he, he said for the first time in his life, last week he decided to pay his tithe. And he said his father has never given him more than 100 Ghana cities ever in his life. His father gave him 700 Ghana cities the Monday after. And he said, Pastor K, I know that when you look at me, you won't believe the testimony I'm saying. So to prove that the testimony is true, he sent me 200 Ghana cities. <laughs> so that I'll know that the guy has more than enough to be able to send me 200 Ghana. <laughs> wow. That's why I'm praying for you that your testimony will also come. <laughs> so that you also send me money you see. <laughs> it's not bad <laughs> alright this one also says dear Pastor K for some months now my allowance that was supposed to be paid in addition to my salary was not being paid into my account this had been going on for about 5 months now since you started teaching on tithing I realized I had been paying I hadn't been paying my tithes diligently. Last Sunday after the sermon, I purposed in my heart not to steal from God again. To make up for my thievery, I decided to pay more than 10% this time round. The following day, which was Monday, by 12 noon sharp, I received a notification on my phone. My allowance had been paid. It had not only been paid, they had doubled the amount. Pastor, it's too good to be true. I thank God for having mercy on me and opening the windows of heaven over my life. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. 
May God open the windows of heaven over your life. Hallelujah. So I have been sharing with you on tithing. How many of you remember what have you learned so far on tithing? Have you learned something on tithing? Ask your neighbor, have you begun to pay tithes? Or you are still not paying your tithe? You know, tithing is a very spiritual thing. And when it comes to when it comes to spiritual things, I mean there are there are there are various um, uh, there are various things you may not understand if you look at it from a physical perspective. Amen. Like when Jesus met Nicodemus, he was talking to him about salvation. He said, in John 3, 3, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus thought that, I mean, he was talking about childbirth. So he said in verse 4, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And be born. Then Jesus said, No, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. Amen. So Jesus was talking about a spiritual concept, but Nicodemus was looking at it physically. Amen. So it was very difficult for him to appreciate the concept. Amen. You know, even as an architect, when I meet somebody who's an architect, after about five minutes of conversation, I can tell just by some of the terminologies we use. Amen. For instance, when I say fenestration, the reason why you don't understand it is because you are not an architect. <laughs> Amen. What you know is windows. But in architecture, when we say fenestrations, we are referring to windows. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. So, when you are dealing with certain um, subjects or things, based on the people who are talking about, they have a certain understanding. Even sometimes when accountants are also talking, they, they have <laughs> credit what? <laughs> credit balance and things. I mean, you, you, you wonder. In fact, there was, there was a word I was surprised at the meaning of that word in accounting. I can't remember. It was a funny word. Is it receivable? No. Something. Anyway. Where are my accountants? <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, so in, 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 as a Christian, when it comes to tithing, if you try to understand it with your natural self, you might, you might enter into error. Amen. And I explained to you from Ecclesiastes, you know, Solomon said that, cast thy bread upon the waters and thou shalt find it after many days. Many days. Many days. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. Many days. Hallelujah. After many days, you will find it. 
Amen. And he gave a very interesting correlation between giving and childbirth. <laughs> he said, the same way that the spirit moves that you don't understand, and the same way that a baby is formed in a woman's stomach. I mean, I always wonder, just some small liquid is pushed into the lady. And then, out of that small liquid that is pushed into the lady, fingernails develop, bones develop, eyes develop, nose, mouth, ears, hair, small. <laughs> That's what Ecclesiastes 11 forces. Is this the mystery that that a small can achieve? He said that is that is that is how given is that ten percent is just like that small. <laughs> You will not be able to see how that small tithe, 10%, can bring you a car, a good wife, a nice house, a good shoe, a good result, good health. You won't be able to, it, it's a mystery. <laughs> Went on to say that, so because of that understanding, in the morning sow thy seed, in the evening withhold not thine hand, for you know not whether shall prosper, whether this one or that one, or both alike, shall be good. <laughs> Amen. So he says, don't be stingy when it comes to um, the tithe of giving offerings. Don't be stingy. Amen. Do not withhold when you have to give. Amen. He says, it's a spiritual principle. Hallelujah. And so last week, I started sharing with you um, from Bishop's book. Who has his copy here? Hey, you've all not bought some. Mm. May I have hard and soft copy? The title of the book is Why Non-Titing Christians Become Poor and How Titan Christians can become rich. <laughs> Amen. Why non-tithing Christians become poor? In other words, when you are a non-tither, you will become poor. Hallelujah. And how tithing Christians become rich. Amen. Amen. So I started sharing with you and um, I'm preaching from Chapter 5, it says, Steps to Becoming Financially Useless. Steps to Becoming Financially Useless. How many of you want to become financially useless? I thought I was going to see a hand. <laughs> financially useless. And I told you that to become financially useless means that financially you have no use of no use. And I wouldn't want you to become financially useless. May you not be financially useless in Jesus' name. Amen. So I started sharing with you from a parable that Jesus spoke about in Matthew chapter 25. 
in Matthew 25, verse 14, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Amen. So here Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven. Now, mind you, he's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to children of God. He's talking to servants of God. He said, this man, he traveled to a far country. And then he called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. When you read Ephesians 4, um, I think in verse 8, it says, Wherefore he saith, when he was set up on high, he led captivity captives and he gave gifts unto men. He's talking about Jesus. So that person that we see in Matthew 25 is Jesus or God himself. Amen. So he says that in the kingdom of God, which is in, in, as a child of God or in church like this, it says, God is the one who has your blessings. He says he called his own servants and he delivered unto them his goods. His goods. You know, if you understand this fundamental principle, it will change the way you relate with God when it comes to money or when it comes to finances. The Bible says that the goods that this man gave to the servants, they were his goods. They were not for the servants. They were his goods. Amen. The Bible says that every good and every perfect gift, thank you, is from above. As soon as you understand this fundamental principle, it changes how you relate with God when it comes to finances. In Colossians 1.16, the Bible says, for all things were created by him in heaven and in earth, visible and in invisible. He says, whether they be um, thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, he says, all things were created by him and for him. If you want power, God is the source of power. You want financial power, God is the source of financial power. The Bible Hallelujah. The Bible says everything, God is the source. You know, it's very important to recognize this. I don't know how many of you were in the second service, but Prophet was talking about how to even recognize the blessing when it comes to paying tithe. Recognize. Now, you see, what happens is that if you don't recognize the source of something, you can make a mistake. 
one day I was working and we went for a meeting. In this meeting, I mean, I'd just been working there for about three months. And my immediate boss had made some serious mistake that had caused the company something. So when we went for the meeting, the CEO was very upset. And then in the meeting, he said to my immediate board, he said, you took a very foolish decision. I mean, it was a very harsh, because there were a lot of people at the meeting. So I looked at my immediate boss's face, and I could tell broken heart on his face. I don't like what, what, what is going on. Do you have to change it? Let's change it now. It's distracting me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That, the other sound was better, but okay. So my immediate boss's face changed. I could tell that the thing had pained him. So when we closed, I can't hear myself. Who can you hear me? You can hear me. Ah, okay. So when we closed the meeting, then he said to me, he said, I'm resigning. And I said, don't resign. Why are you resigning? He said, how could he have spoken to me like that? And I said to him, but Charlie, the decision that you took between you and me, it wasn't a good decision. It was very unwise. <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. But he, he shouldn't have spoken to me like that. Truly, truly to his word, he resigned. The following day, he brought his resignation letter, and he resigned. Up till now, it's been more than five years since the guy resigned. Up till now, he doesn't have a job. You see, he had failed to see the source of his financial blessing. <laughs> he had failed to see it. He thought he was in control of his financial blessing. <laughs> he had missed it. And that is one of the most serious things that you, you can make. To fail to see the source of something. The source. The source. Very critical. You know, it's like the anointing. If you don't know the source of the anointing, you can joke with certain things. I mean, when you look at somebody like so, I mean, one of, one of the things that can kill the anointing is women. Women. Mm. Women Sierra or how men see. One dear friend of mine told me said, hey, Pazaki, women Sierra. Now how men see. Tell your neighbor women Sierra. Now how men see. I mean, look at somebody like Solomon with all his anointing. The Bible says that he loved strange women and they turned away his heart from God. Yeah. By means of a whorish woman, a man can be reduced to a piece of bread. <laughs> so you like anointing, but you also like women. Huh? You don't know what you are joking with. 
So me because I know that is is a source that 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 <laughs> it can it can it can kill the anointing. I invest in my wife. Yes. So that I will like what I see. So when I see other thing, oh. <laughs> Women's. <laughs> they can how men's. Telling you. One day I prayed for a lady. After she was telling me, she said she 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 works with the marine world. And I said, tell me about the marine world. She said, oh, there are no men there. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, so what do you do? He said, oh, when they dispatch us, they dispatch us on weekends. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I work. Serious, oh, 15-year-old girl telling me these things. He said, we work Friday. He said, Friday, they come for me around 5. Sometimes they come earlier. 5 p.m., they come for me. I said, how do you go? He said, my spirit goes. I leave my body behind. I said, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He said, we work. I said, what do you do? He said, we look for men. That's our assignment. He said, when we find a man and we sleep with that man, he's finished. He said, you are done. You can't rise again. <laughs> Somebody's heart is beating. <laughs> 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 Amen. You know, if you're a Christian and you don't see God as the source of your blessings, you can run into serious errors. You will run into serious errors. That is why you can allow your boss to sleep with you. Because you see your boss as your source. You don't see God as your source. If you see God as your source... You'll be very careful what kind of relationship you have with him. Yeah. Very important. You know, that is why God has placed whether you do well in life and whether you live long, has connected it to your, your parents. Yeah. That is the source of your whether you do well or you live long. <laughs> because I've come to see that, you know, Anything that gives birth can also kill. You didn't hear me. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Patrick just had a, a son. He just had a son. Now, between or amongst all of us, who is most likely if we want somebody to sit on the baby's head right now, do you even know Pastor Patrick's house? You don't. He's the, he's the most likely person who can do that job if we need him to do, it, to do that job. Why? He's the one who gave birth to the baby. He's the same one who can kill that baby. 
where your, your, your source is, look, where ECG comes from is the same place that ECG is terminated from. <laughs> the place that they can give you light is the same place they can take the light from. That is why you must not joke with your... You see, I'm a pastor. And one of the problems that confronts me most times is I have to deal with parents. Sometimes somebody says, my child, I can't, he can't come for one o'clock because I said, no problem, no problem. Or a, a church member comes to tell me that um, my mother says, I said, no problem, let do what your mother wants. Your mother says you can't come, stay at home. Don't come to church with the kids following you. Stay at home. Why? Because the Bible says that children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Then he says, honor your mother and your father that it may be well with you and that your days may be long on this earth. Don't cut your life short by disobeying your fathers and your mothers. Don't. Don't. It's a spiritual principle. Don't use your mind to try and understand it. Don't try. And some of us are playing, toiling, joking with the simple spiritual principle. I've seen it. I've seen it. That is why you must never dishonor somebody through whom you have become financially prosperous. Through that same person, you can come down. Through that same person. So this guy, the person who was, look, the guy was, the guy was ending her. He was my boss. Me, the company I'd come from, I was earning three times what I was earning. And my boss was earning twice my salary. <laughs> so you can imagine, the guy was earning a lot of money. He said, make the guy clear off. He can't talk to me like that. That day, his financial life dropped like this. Three months down the line, he was in my house begging me for money to pay his, school fee, his children's school fees. He couldn't recognize the source, the source of his blessing. Liban said, I can see that the Lord has blessed me for this guy's sake. Look, 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 look in your life. Sometimes you have to be able to see that, look, my life is because of this person. It's because of this person. And then you let a little disagreement mar a very good relationship through which a lot of blessings have come into your life. Oh, you don't know what you are missing out. You don't know what you are missing out. Source, very critical. Amen. That is why sometimes there are some advice you should not joke with. Me, sometimes it's not the advice who, it's who the advice is coming from. Who the, it's not just because it's an advice, it's who the advice is coming from. The source of the advice, that is, that is, that is what is important to me. Very important. One day I was standing with prophet, and then prophet suggested a beloved to somebody. And the person said, oh, prophet, <laughs> I was looking at the person. I said, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at prophet. Look at his wife. Look at his marriage. 
He is recommending somebody to you you have never married before. <laughs> you have never even proposed, you have never proposed before. He is advising you that consider this person. <laughs> I don't know. And I've seen it. I've seen it. People don't recognize the source, the source of important things. I don't know, I've been preaching about the source crowd that it has derailed me from my message. Look, very important. Recognize that God is the source of your blessings. If you recognize that God is the source of your blessings, you, you, it will change the way you, be, you behave. It will change the way you behave. Amen. Amen. The message changed. Sorry, but we continue. He says to one, he gave five, to another two, to another one. Every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Amen. Now the Bible says that the blessings that came to the servants of God or the children of God, it was based on their ability. Tell your neighbor, your ability is important. It wasn't based on their need. People don't give people things because they need them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Otherwise, the people who need a lot of things will have a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. He said it was based on their several ability. Some of us need to stop praying and start building capacity. Amen. God, give me a job. God, give me a job. God, no. Go and learn something. You will have a job. Amen. Because sometimes you don't have a job because you don't have a certain ability. You don't have a certain ability. So a certain blessing is not coming to you. Amen. Well, so the Bible says that after God gave these people these talents, the one who had five went to work with it, got five more. The one who had two went to work with it, got two more. And the one who had one, he did nothing with it. The Bible says that he went to dig in the earth and he hid it. Then after a long time, the master came and he was doing accounts. The one who had five came, he said, ah, here I am, here you are. I have five more talents. The one who had two, he said, there you go. Two more talents. And the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with little. I'll make you ruler over much. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he came to the guy who had one talent. The Bible refers to him as a useless or unprofitable servant. In verse 30. He said, this guy is an unprofitable guy. It means that when we give him something, he doesn't make profit out of it. When he came to him, look at what he said to the master. He said, Lord, in verse 24, he said, I knew thee, that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. In verse 25, he said, and I was afraid, and I went and hid the talent. There thou hast 
that is dying. He said, I was so afraid, I went to hide it. Now the steps, I want, you know, after giving you all that understanding, I just want to run through the steps so that you know what, you know, that mind that, 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 <laughs> That, that way of thinking, what it leads you to do. Amen. Number one, he said, I was afraid. You know, the first step to financial, what? Uselessness. The first step to becoming financially useless is fear. Fear. And fear only comes about when, like I said, you don't understand the principle that I explained to you in the beginning. You are only afraid because you have not recognized that God is the source of your blessings. God is the source of your blessings. Hallelujah. So many of us are afraid when it comes to giving. You feel that when I give, I'm losing money. How many of you feel like that sometimes? Yeah. When, I, when, I, when I give, I'm losing money. That, it's, 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 it's a genuine fear. You know, one day I came to church very excited. Very excited. <laughs> Convention, Reverend Eastwood, and about powerful. Hey. And then Reverend Eastwood preached a message. The man from Baal Shalisha. I've not heard even a message like that before. I was receiving. Then at the end of the message, he made an altar call. He said, there is somebody here. God wants you to be that man from Baal Shalisha. <laughs> now the receiving had come down. He said, there are some people here, they need to give houses. There are some people, they need to give cars. And the Holy Spirit said to me that, look, at that time I had a car, a small saloon car. It wasn't small, a big saloon car. The Holy Spirit said, give away that car. I said, hmm, this voice, is it from God? I said, from God. It's almost like it's not that one that's not from God. Fear gripped my heart. I started losing myself, walking, picking trot, trot. I said, oh, no, I'm not going back to trot, trot. No, 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 no. Fear. Fear. But I thank God I obeyed. Oh, yes. At that time, I had only one car in my house. Now I have more than three. Even where to park has become a problem. That will be your story. I said, that will be your story. But that fear said, don't give. Don't give. When I gave, I actually went back to Trotro for some time. <laughs> they that so in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing with his sheaves with him. The Bible says that if your seeds are precious and you sow it, you will doubtless. In the Bible, there are different types of giving. But when it comes to precious seeds, the Bible says, when you give, hey, he said, well, I, you will get it back. Doubtless. 
It's not like, you see, there, there's the Ecclesiastes 11 when it says, in the morning so that I sit, in the evening we told on I have. For you don't know, maybe this or this one might prosper. So there are some giving that it may or may not. This may, this one may, this one may not. But it says, when you bring precious seeds, doubtless, someone to sell, you will come again rejoicing with your sheaves with you. Amen. Amen. Don't let fear hold you back. <laughs> Sometimes you are afraid because of the information that is available to you. If you read your Bible, some of these fears, you will, you will lose them as you go by. You know, in my thesis, I did, I did um, a tourist center. And one of the things I discovered whilst I was doing my thesis was that, you know, in every tourist center, there are two types of tourists. They are the allocentric tourists and the psychocentric tourists. <laughs> I've been to school, you know. Yeah, I've been to school. <laughs> you know. And the allocentric tourists are tourists that like, I mean, they like excitement. Like the bungee jumping, roller coaster, they like wild things that people are afraid of. <laughs> and the psychocentric ones are the cool ones. They want to sit under some tree and just be looking at the scenery. You get it. And for every good tourist destination, you must be able to strike a good balance so that you don't scare people who are cool and you don't also make people who are happy bored. Do you understand? But what I realized when I was doing that thing was that the guy kept saying that, you know, fear itself, it exists because you don't have a certain information. So maybe you, where you are coming from, if you have never seen a certain height that people are jumping, say, share me where I'm coming from, there was a shy. <laughs> or they went somewhere. <laughs> so nice tourist destination, Charlie. <laughs> and there was a long, that's about a hundred and something stories high. You sit in it, it takes you a ah, to drop you. When we went, there were a lot of queues in different places. That place, the queue was small. <laughs> so I said, oh, me, I want to go there. <laughs> then there was some guy with me. He said, share. <laughs> Charlie, where me? I'm coming from. <laughs> no, 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 no. They said this state has never fallen before. It can be, I can be the first. <laughs> but you see, it was only because the person had not overcome that fear. Amen. Look, fear can keep you. Many of us, we are hiding our talents because of fear. Fear of what people will say. Fear of how people will take it. Fear of not having. Fear of this. Fear of that. Fear is a spirit. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. May you be delivered from all your fears in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The second step. He said, I hate it. I hate it. Some of us are hiding our tithes, hiding your offerings, 
He said, I hate it. Every time you come to church on a Sunday, you have an opportunity to give. That opportunity to give is an opportunity also to be blessed. When you hide it, you are taking steps to becoming financially useless. When you hide it. I mean, there have been times when I came to church. I mean, I didn't have any money. The last money in my pocket, I put it in as an offering. And I walked home. At that time, I was living at Community 19. I just passed the Lashibi Road. No, I passed the back here. And then walked through the Sakumonoa. You think that you are the only one who has been doing that. I've done that before. Passed the railway, walked through the estate. I come out at Estate Junction. Then I used the Lashibi straight to Shalom Spot. And I took the Shalom Spot to that runabout. Took right to Community 19. And then I went to, and this one, it wasn't the morning service, evening, Tuesday evening service. Tuesday evening service. And Reverend Brown was taking the offering and he said, some of you, is the last money in your pocket. I said, hey, how God, how did you, how did you know? <laughs> it's me when I'm in church. I don't think that the message is for other people. I think it's me. It's me. I see only me myself. I don't see other people. I don't see other people. And I will still give. I don't hide it. Amen. One day I was trying to hide my offering. I had 50 Ghana cities on my right pocket and then five Ghana cities on my left. Then prophet said, give a good offering. <laughs> I knew the 50 was here, the five was here, but I said, no, it'd be five, no, I'd give. <laughs> so I put my hand in my pocket and I folded the money. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, lift up your offering and let's pray. I lifted up the offering. Then prophet said, make sure it's a good offering. I said, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> and then prophet prayed. And I said, give your offerings. Then I give. Ah. Then after I give, then I said, ah. I was taking my phone. Then as I removed it, the five CD dropped. I said, what? <laughs> I've given 50 Ghana by mistake. I was not happy at all. <laughs> I said, what? In this church, we don't collect change when you give up. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, Pastor Pacho, I said, what is this? I was trying to hide the offering. Amen. But God helped me not to hide it. Amen. Let me give you the last reason. The third reason and then we'll close. Reason number three. Fault finding attitude. Mm. Fault finding attitude. In verse 24 he said, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strong. You know, there are a lot of people who, 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 who find fault when it comes to tithing. You say, oh, the pastors, they don't use the money well. He said, oh, pastors that have come these days, when you give them the money, they'll chop it. Listen, 
you see, I told you that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual principle. It's like, it's like your parents. You can say, oh, my mother, he, 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 my father, he drinks. Sometimes when he drinks, he talks rubbish. Really? <laughs> Is that same sperm that gave birth to you if you don't know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the sperm of the drunkard that, that formed you. <laughs> That today you have sense to say that your father is a drunkard. <laughs> Fault finding. That's why David said that I will not exercise myself in matters too high for me. He said, look, I'm just going to be humble in my small corner. I mean, if you look at somebody like Saul, Saul was out of the will of God. The spirit of God had left him. David said, me, to touch God's anointed. Never. I won't do it. I won't do it. David understood spiritual principles. Somebody that God has anointed me, I should go and touch. Sure. No, 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 no. I won't. I won't. I won't. He was thinking about himself. Amen. Don't be a fault-finding person. Many times the people who find fault, they are the ones doing nothing. If you are engaged in something, you will not even see the fault. You won't even see that there's something wrong. But when you are standing far off, you look at the thing, say, ah, that thing looks crooked. When you are close by something, you can't even tell that it's crooked. You only see that it's crooked when you go back and you start looking at it. Anytime you start finding fault with the church, you are far from God. Far, far, far. <laughs> if you are involved in the thing, you can never be finding fault. You'll be too busy. You can't find fault. Amen. And this attitude, it prevents you from paying your tithe. You will have all the wrong reasons why you shouldn't pay your tithe. And not even one reason why you should pay your tithe. But I tell you, when you do that, you are actually taking steps to becoming financially useless. But nobody at the sound of my voice will be financially useless in Jesus' name. Yeah. Stand to your feet. Let's bring our service to a close. Just lift up your voice and pray. Tell God that you want to recognize Him as the source to your blessings. Pray and tell him you want to recognize God as your source. You don't want fear to dictate your life. You don't want to hide your talent. You don't want to hide your gift. Oh Jesus. I want to turn a new leaf and become a tight bear. Thank you, Jesus.
as we commit paying our tithes I pray for the grace of God to help us and as we do it may we experience the blessings that come from paying our tithes in Jesus mighty name and every head bowed every eye closed maybe you are here today you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want to go to heaven. You know, look at me. Recently, somebody asked me a question. The person said, Pastor K, is it necessary to do an altar call? Can't the person just stand wherever they are and accept Jesus? And I said, well, that is your idea. <laughs> Jesus said, if you are ashamed before me, I'll be ashamed before you. I'll be ashamed of you before me. You know, when I was getting married, I stood in front of the altar. And then the pastor said, say after me, I solemnly declare that I know not of any lawful impediment why I cannot be joyfully wedded together in holy matrimony to, from this day forward. It was just an exchange of words. He talks, I talk. He talks, I talk. When he finished, he said, now, by the power vested in me, I proclaim you husband and wife. From that day till now, I became a married man. You can decide to call your three friends and tell them, say after me, I do so, let me declare. You will not become a married man. You will not be, why will you not become a married man? Is it not the same words? Are you not saying it after somebody else? But why will you not become a married man? Because that power has not been vested in that, in that your friend. Amen. If even something like marriage can you imagine salvation? You see, that is how come Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he's old? It's like this concept is so fun. We can't even understand it. We can't understand it. But spiritual things are not like physical things. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You are here. You want to give your, your heart to Jesus. There is something you must do to be saved. I want to pray with you. You are here like that. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift it up. Lift it up. God bless you. You don't want to go to hell. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, judgment. There is judgment waiting for everybody. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Lift your hand up and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I can see your hand. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Come to me in the front. I want to lead you in prayer. Come from wherever you're standing to the front. Come. Don't put your hand down. Come all the way. From the back. From the side. From the front. From wherever you are, come. And I'll pray with you will be translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom 
of his dear son. Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I don't know you. But today I humble myself before you. I ask you to come into my heart. Be the Lord and Master of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Come and live in my heart. Help me to follow you in Jesus' mighty name. From today, I am born again. I will serve you. I will not serve the devil. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all these ones who are receiving it. I pray, Lord, that they will stand the test of time. May they be found in your courts and in your house. In Jesus' mighty name all the days of their life in Jesus mighty name Amen Thank you for listening it was great having you you are invited to fellowship with us at the Kadosh Morning Star Cathedral Sakumono upseats the regional maritime university off the Tema Beach Road you can send a text via WhatsApp to 0546 or 0548-961-323 for other messages. Follow us on social media, Jesus.com-Kadosh on Facebook and Jesus.com-Kadosh on Instagram. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. See you this Sunday at 1pm. Stay connected. <laughs>